You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. I am Heather Carroll. I'm Teresa Curley. And we're broadcasting today from the Mustard Seed here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for joining us. It's a beautiful day, beautiful fall day. My car was just covered in leaves, and I love it every second. So (laughs) thanks for joining us. We are moving right along. We've got our next guest here, live in our studio. It's a very fancy studio, don't you think, Becky? It is. It feels very cozy. I love it. (laughs) It's the back room here at the Mustard Seed where we keep all our boxes and junk. So, welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So, Becky, tell us a little bit about who you are. All right. Well, I am Becky Dielstra, and I work for Volunteers of America Dakotas here in Sioux Falls. Um, Volunteers of America is... uh, Dakotas is part of a national nonprofit. We have uh, somewhere around 35 affiliates across the country. Um, in 1896, when we were founded, um, you know, our founders really thought because people who are um, struggling and challenged with things like homelessness and poverty, uh, they're really in survival mode and mm-hmm. don't really have the headspace to think about things beyond day-to-day and yeah. how they're going to survive. Um, they're, they're not able to think about planning for the future mm-hmm. and their spiritual well-being. Mm-hmm. And so they really wanted to help meet the basic needs of people who are challenged and struggling with some of those things so that they could preach the gospel and that those folks would be um, open to listening and have the headspace um, to really let that sink into their heart. Well, and I'm glad you're talking about that headspace because it's something that most of us don't understand about um, some of the poor in our communities. And we've talked about it with third world countries also, you know, why don't they just move? Why don't they just do this? Why don't they just do that? And um, when you're in survival mode, that d- those thoughts don't exist. That's absolutely correct. And um, some of the services that we provide uh, here at VOA um, are in the areas of homelessness, specifically homeless veterans and homeless youth. And one of the stories that um, I had heard from an individual that really, really impacted me um, was about a young lady who was homeless. And we were um, visiting with her teacher And the teacher was incredibly frustrated because this young lady was not getting her homework done, um, not really paying attention in class. And he said, you know, I was really taken back by the fact that I was worried about her homework and her getting her homework done. And she was just worried about where she was going to sleep that night. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about um, things like that happening right here in our community, Um, of course she's not going to worry about her homework. She just wanted to be warm and and safe and have a place to sleep and something to eat. Um, Homework is secondary when you're in that survival mode. So I think that's a good reminder for all of us that there are people right in here, our community, um, that that struggle with that. Yeah. Well, and today you're here to talk about an interesting um, issue that I didn't know existed in the city. And after I got talking to... um, one of your colleagues, Heather, it was like, wow, I didn't realize that this was an issue, but I can totally see how and why it is an issue. So we're talking about children who stay home on their own. Yes. Yes. So um, at VOA, our services, in addition to homelessness, we provide services to um, folks who are struggling with some behavioral health challenges. Um, 
individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities, and then children, youth, and families. And right now, we have an initiative happening to um, support families who are um, struggling to find care for their children after school. Um, in South Dakota, um, let me just find my number here, um, as many as 6,500 youth in Sioux Falls experience food insecurity, and there are almost 5,000 elementary students in Sioux Falls who are unsupervised after school. Mm. Um, and those are elementary kids, not right. middle school or high school. Elementary kids, 5,000 of them unsupervised after school. So it's a fairly significant um challenge in our community. Yeah. And one that I never thought about and never questioned, but you might have a six-year-old that walks home on their own and they let themselves into the house and then they're just alone in the house for hours. Absolutely. Um, any of those elementary kids, I mean, we may have, you know, 10-year-olds who are home and supervising their siblings who are in first or second grade. Um, we have a lot of families who are working those second shifts or um, just not able to be home for whatever reason in the evening. And so um, without access to out-of-school time care, they are truly home alone. And one of the huge barriers is that um, unless you can find care at your school on site, there's a transportation issue. And how many of us have the luxury of being able to leave our job at three o'clock to go pick up our kids <laughs> to transport them um, for That's, the evening? Yeah, good luck. <laughs> right, right. And then the financial barrier that comes along with that. So um, we are... are um, providing that support to our community through our out-of-school time programming. So we have two programs, one that uh, happens at our campus on 51st Street and another one that happens at Wesley um, United Methodist Church. And we actually do the transportation for those kids from school um, to our site. So we partner with various schools at our youth center on 51st Street, um, provide that transportation. We have teachers um, on site. We communicate directly with the school district and their classroom teacher. Um, to help understand what it is that they need help with in school. Um, we provide nice. them a snack, a meal, recreational opportunities, and then we provide them a ride home when our center closes. Wow. Yeah. Yep. And this is all at no cost to families. Um, we have we have grants and we've got some fundraising that we're doing and, and our fundraising initiatives help to support that. Um, in the last few months, everybody has been challenged, of course, mm -hmm. um, with the pandemic. So we are um, asking for the community support and helping us to not only sustain the program that we currently have, but help to grow that because of that need of those 5,000 kids that are unsupervised in our community. So let's talk a little bit. Um, does the state have any specific requirements on whether or not a, a child can stay home alone? You know, legally, um, I guess I, I don't know the ins and outs of that um, specifically. However, what I can say is that... Um, we know it's best for youth to have some sort of enriching activity, whether it's a school activity, social. Um, if you think about a, a youngster staying home alone, um, what is their access to um, safety protocol? Um, do mm -hmm. they have a phone where they could call 911? What is their maturity level? How long will they be home alone? Would they be expected to cook for themselves? Um, do they have a neighbor next door that they could run to if something happened? Or are they truly, truly home alone? What is that home environment? What is their community environment? So there, there are the challenges of not only being home alone, 
and and that in and of itself and also even if it's okay and safe is that really what's best for kids um we know that you know food can be a significant issue um when kids get a little bit older um there are times that it really is best for them to be supervised because they feel a little bit more empowered to go out and do things <laughs> on their own and and maybe find trouble um yeah. that that they could have avoided had um, they had some supervision. Well, and does it affect their schoolwork? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> um, we know that um, a, a lot of the kids that we work with are behind on their math and reading skills. So we work specifically um, with them on that and help get kids up to grade level. And we do work with independent evaluators who are looking at the data um, compared to other kids versus kids that are in our programming. And we know that the data supports that um, the kids that we're working with, we're helping them to get at least up to grade level. Because yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there um, that are like, you know, when I was growing up, I always was a latchkey kid. I always went home after school and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it was no big deal. But we're seeing in the classroom that they are statistically lower not getting the education that they need from home. Right. And part of that is, you know, parents who are working um, maybe two jobs or working second shift um, don't necessarily have the time to help with homework. So mm -hmm. if a child has homework, likely um, they have questions about that homework. And if you're if your kid is a great kid and, and self-sufficient enough to actually um, work on homework by themselves at nope, home. No, nope, I don't right. know. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> right. Um, you know, video games or, um, you know, kind of hanging out and, and zoning out in front of the television, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. um, that's one challenge. But the other challenge is if they are disciplined enough, they likely have questions. They need guidance. These are, sure. you know, young kids who need guidance in their education. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're just talking this morning with Becky. She works with uh, Volunteers of America Dakotas, and we're talking about the out-of-school time programs. Let's, um, why can't the kids just stay at school? Why can't they just go to an after-school program at the school that they're at? Well, there are some kids that do, and there are some programs in, in the community that do offer um, programming on-site. Um, most of those programs end at 6 p.m., so mm. you need to make sure that you're there by 6 p.m. Um, we are open a bit later than that. Um, oftentimes, staying on-site comes with some sort of fee, mm -hmm. and you know, a fee of $50 a week even is $200 a mm. month. And for families that are living paycheck to paycheck, um, that might be their groceries for the month. It yes. might be gas to get back and forth to work. And so um, families who are in that lower income level have to make a choice about importance. And we're going back to that survival, right? Um, yeah. what's, what's most important? And you're choosing the basic needs and um, not thinking about future planning or really um, what can I do to help my child grow? You're yeah. thinking about helping them survive. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, folks, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to have more with Becky from Volunteers of America. I'm Heather. I'm Teresa. And we are your hosts this morning from Real Presence Live. Stay tuned for more right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, my name is Father Matt Valgren from the Diocese of Rapid City. I was ordained in June of 2001, but if you had asked me 
when I graduated from high school in 1991, 10 years before that, if I was going to be a priest, I would have told you most definitely not. God is very patient with us, and he is merciful. If we want to be moving in the direction where he wants us to be, we don't start with saying, am I, am I there already? We start with simply saying, God, guide me today and help me to know today where you want me. God, guide me tomorrow and help me know tomorrow where you want me. And if we do that, we will often see that there is a path that God has set before us and there's a direction he had us moving, a direction where he is taking us to where we can find the fulfillment of our call to wherever, whatever vocation, whatever life he wants us to lead to help us be loving to our God and to be loving to one another. Real Presence Radio is available on Alexa-enabled devices, including Amazon Echo, phones, tablets, and smart displays. To enable the skill, just say, Alexa, enable Real Presence Radio. To listen, say something like, Alexa, open Real Presence Radio. It will then ask what station you want to play, to which you can respond, play Sioux Falls, or play AM 970, or play WWEN. From there, you can use commands like play, pause, and stop. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere, on Alexa-enabled devices. Hi, this is Mark Holcraft. And this is Dr. Joseph Holcraft. You know, Mark, Jesus asks 307 questions in sacred scripture. He has asked 183, of which he only answers three. What's the business with all of this questioning going on in the Bible? Well, Joe, there's a lot there, and we'll be ready to take that on. Tune in to hear about these questions and more on Awaken every second and fourth Wednesday at 7 a.m. Central here on Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I am Heather Caro. I'm Teresa Curley. And you're listening to Real Presence Live. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're talking with Becky from Volunteers of America, the Dakotas. And we're talking about uh, the Out of School Times program. And we haven't had Volunteers of America on very often, and so I'm really excited to um, have you on to talk about uh, just Volunteers of America in general. We are all familiar. We've all seen the buildings. Um, Our broadcast goes all over North and South Dakota into Wyoming, Minnesota, you know, the entire region, and we see VOA everywhere. So let's talk a little bit about the bigger scope of VOA, Volunteers of America, and what you do. Sure. Thank you. Um, You're like, do you have three hours? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so as I mentioned a little bit earlier, VOA Dakotas is one of the affiliates that are across the country. Um, we do have another affiliate, our Northern Rockies affiliate, that um, covers Western South Dakota, Wyoming, Montana, and kind of that region. And each VOA affiliate um, offers different programs from each other. Um, the idea is to go into the community and find the need in that community and help to meet that need in some unique way. So not all communities are equal. Correct. Um, some of our, our affiliates really focus in on senior housing, and um, we have a mm. big provider here in Sioux Falls, so that's not really a need that we have here in our community. It is in other communities. Um, so some of the needs that we are serving here are um, working with people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, um, and there, of course, are other great programs in South Dakota that provide that service. Um, our unique um, service is that we provide 
provide services to those who are most challenged, um, who have not been successful in other programs or other environments, um, people who have developmental disabilities along with some sort of co-occurring diagnosis like a mental health issue. Mm. And so that um, that is, although it's a similar service to what's being provided, it is a unique um, niche that we provide in that area. Um, we provide homeless services to individuals in our community and um, of course, again, great programs for people who are challenged by homelessness. We focus in on homeless youth and homeless veterans in our community and wow. getting them connected to resources um, that they need. Um, we talked a little bit about our out-of-school time program. And the, the other program that we have that um, is really incredible is a behavioral health program and a lot of really unique programs that fall under our behavioral health, of course. Um, we provide traditional behavioral health services as well as addiction services, um, we have play therapy for youth. Um, and our, our addiction service is unique in that it is um, providing uh, residential treatment for women who are pregnant and or parenting. Um, mm. A lot of times women who need to go to treatment um, struggle with that decision because they don't want to leave their kids behind for, sure. you know, 60 days, 90 days, whatever it is. And so we offer a program where women are allowed to bring their children with them um, while they're receiving treatment treatment and wow. we care for that that child while mom is getting the help that she needs amazing yeah so, it's interesting and i love that that voa takes that approach to uh make it so that each community is getting what they need and not duplicating something that's already existing so that's really exciting right i mean there really is we're, we're not trying to be in competition with anyone right we're right. trying to help <laughs> we're helping people um we're a nonprofit. we're not um we're not out there to be the biggest and the best we're out there to truly truly help people um another program that we have here in south dakota that is unique to us um and i think there may be two other affiliates across the country that have it but it's our look up and hope program and that is for women who are incarcerated and their families um, South Dakota has a very uh, significant rate of female incarceration, hmm. um, more than most places in the country. Wow. And so for, um, for those women who have had some challenges and are now in prison, you know, if they've got a couple of kids and you're, you're in prison for six months, think, mm. think of how quickly your kids change in six months yeah. or two years or five years um, and making sure we try to make sure that that mom can stay connected with her children mm. um, so that when she gets out, she's not a stranger to them and they're not strangers to her mm. um, trying to keep that family really connected. Uh, if you can imagine that situation, um, those kids then need somewhere to go. Oftentimes it's with grandma or an aunt. And there are some really hard feelings that come along with that. Um, probably not really planning on adding an extra child or two or three um, right. to your family. And so um, oftentimes those relationships between the mom who has had some challenges and um, that caregiver who's outside responsible for these additional children um, have a very uh, tense relationship. And so trying to bring those families together um, to do what's best for those kids and keep them connected. So wow. yeah, a lot of great programs, um, very unique programs here yeah. in our community. Uh, we serve around nine to 10,000 individuals in our community each year. Wow. Um, so That's we're, crazy. yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't know that we are as big as we are. We've got about 350 full and part-time employees and, um, we get our support through um, grant funding. Um, we have a, a lot of great donors who support our organization and what we do and not only what we do, but 
but how we deliver our services. Um, our mission is that we are called by the gospel to lead people to healthy and fulfilling lives. And we do that by helping people um, get to a good point in their lives. Um, we love them through their challenges. Um, mm. That's what we feel like we're called to do. And while we don't require people to, you know, convert to Christianity by any means, we hope that they see the love and grace within us and that they feel like there's something more yeah. um, behind what we do and that they want to learn about that and that they are open to hearing um, about who we are and how we treat them differently than maybe wow. what they've received from other people. Amazing. Amazing stuff that is going on. So Volunteers of America, does that mean that it is open for those of us that might want to come in and help? Is that me what that means? Well, that is very complicated. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm uh, like listening to all this. I'm like, I don't know where the volunteer part comes in. So back when Volunteers of America was named Volunteers of America, the word volunteer meant something kind of different than it does today. Um, how I like to explain it is, um, you know, if you ask your kids, okay, which one of you wants to do these chores Um there's an allowance with it. Someone's got to volunteer to do it, right? Mm -hmm. So our employees are paid. We have paid professionals. We have um, a lot of high-level licensed um, staff. We do have some direct care staff, but we also do have volunteers that come in and, and help in our programs. Um, depending on our program right now, you know, we do still have some restrictions in place because we serve some vulnerable populations, but we are definitely looking for volunteers to help us out with a few programs. And those opportunities are available on our website, which is voa-dakotas.org. Again, that's voa-dakotas.org. And if you click on Get Involved um, or Employment, you will see the link to our volunteer opportunities listed right there. And maybe one of the best ways to support VOA is just through monetary donations. Absolutely. Um, there is no way that we could provide the services that we do without donor support. Our donor support is significant, and that is something that we uh, have to work really hard on every single year. So if folks are out there and feel called to support us, we would invite them to do that. Again, um, visiting our website, voa-dakotas.org, and there is a link to donate right in the upper right-hand corner. Um, if you don't have access to the internet, you can feel free to give us a call. That's six. 5 is our phone number. Perfect. So the after-school program, the out-of-school time program, um, if somebody has heard information about this and wants to know how they can get their student enrolled in this, participating in this, is there still room in this program for students to join? There is, yes. And, you know, depending on the school and the transportation, of course, a, like a lot of yeah. uh, companies right now, we're, we're struggling a bit with staffing, but we do, are providing that service. So um, I would say the best thing for folks to do if they want to get their child involved in this program um, is to go ahead and visit our website. Um, you can email us at that info link that's right on our website. Again, that's voa-dakotas.org or to give us a call and we will work with families to either get them enrolled, put them on a waiting list or help guide them through um, some sort of solution. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. I appreciate it. Any last thoughts for our listeners before we let you go? Uh, you know, the holidays are coming up. Um, 
I always, you know, everyone thinks of Christmas as the time to um, give to others and family time. And I would just encourage people to um, keep in their heart and their prayers those those folks who are struggling, the people who don't have families, and um, do what you can to help others in and love them in the way that Jesus loves us. Amen. Well said. Thank you. Thank you, Becky, for being on with us today. Thank you. All right, folks, time for another break. Uh, We were just talking with Becky from Volunteers of America, the Dakotas, about the out-of-school program, out-of-school time program. And we just wanted to talk also about some other things that VOA is doing, which is a million things. So if anything sounded interesting to you, be sure to check out their website, voa-dakotas.com. Dot org, and you will find all the information that we just talked about on their website. So stay tuned. More Real Presence Live right after this break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 